Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychologist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. Um, I forgot to title that last episode as Part 8, so that was that was Part 8, and this episode is technically Part 9 of the last episodes that I'm going to be doing, and... It's going to go to part 10, so I'm reviewing, like, basically my top 15 to 20 best, highest rated podcast episodes I've done in the last three years. Um, Before I start, I was just going to mention, um, I've I've been wanting to watch the uh, St. Louis Cardinals baseball team because I'm I'm kind of from this area. Um, I'm not, I don't live in Missouri, I live in Illinois, but I, I grew up watching them and a couple years ago when I started watching them, the day I started watching them, they won, and then they won 16 more games in a row, which had never happened, and just now when I started watching them on TV, they started winning the game in the eighth inning, so I wonder if it's going to happen again. Um, maybe I'm like a good luck term, but um, anyway, um, in regards to this uh, episode, I'm going to cover... An episode from um, April 4th of this year, so it's pretty recent, and I, I felt like it got quite a, a few views, even though it's it's only been out less than a month, and it's um, titled Jobs That Might Not Be Great for People with Complex PTSD and Jobs That Might Work Well for You. Um, that's a really long title, by the way. I'm wondering if that's accurate or not, but apparently it's from April 4th, 2023. Um, according to my list here, but in relation to that, um, I know that I did that pretty recently, but it's, I think it's worth repeating if it seems to be resonating with people. So any job that, um, has to do with things that change a lot, um, and things that don't just stay the way they are, I think that that can be hard if you struggle with getting things into like your long-term memory because if if it's a job where it's a lot of short-term memory stuff and it's just changing and changing but you still have to remember it for let's say three months or four months I think that that's hard that if something is changing every four months so for example when I was a server um they would update the menu seasonally and so right as soon as I felt like I was confident in knowing every single thing on the menu they would add different stuff and I was like whoa 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 like you're you're changing the menu I just I just just got to understand it um so it just took a while um similar to like when I I did my play and I begrudgingly acted in it um the only way I could remember my lines um was if I recorded them and listened back to my recording of what my lines were so I would actually read my lines speak them and then I would just play back what I had read um otherwise it wasn't going to sink into my memory um and like I said I'm not an an actor so I didn't want to do it anyway but we had to have the characters of T-Rav and Collier the bad boy and the modern day southern gentleman so I played those two um and then another job that came to mind was two of them that I've done in the past. I did retail years ago. I worked in a clothing store and I tried to do like checkout and 
if they did something different, like if they did a return or if they had like some type of like a discount or they, they did something that wasn't just a payment, like a typical payment, I always had to ask the manager because I just couldn't remember what to do because it wasn't every single day. Um, it was the same when I worked in a library. Um, I would say once a week, maybe somebody would say, can you help me scan this and, and send this to my email? And then I need to do this and this and this and this. And it was on the big copy printer machine. And it wasn't just, you know, copying a piece of paper or scanning something. It was always like multiple steps in order to just do something that seemed so simple. Um, and so I literally, I ended up just typing out a list and putting it on the wall of what to do for each thing because I couldn't remember. Um, it's the same for like the spa that I work at. There would be no way that I could work at the front desk because there's so many different things that they do regarding the memberships because there's three different types of levels of memberships. They all can do different things. And if someone books a facial this way or books a massage this way, it's all very different depending on your membership and what you're wanting and what types of little benefits you get. Um, there's just a lot that I would be completely flustered. There'd be no way I could do it. Um, so jobs that I think I think are, are are jobs that work well for us. Like if you if you do struggle with those memory issues like that, um, I would say massage therapy is one of the best because you go through school, you take your test and everything, you graduate, you know, you take your big exam, um, you graduate, and then you just go out and you you do it. You just physically massage people. And the environment is extremely peaceful. Um, there's like candles, um, you know, like fake candles, but like there's candles in the room. There's like a salt lamp. There's peaceful music. There's the aromas of the lotions you're using, like coconut oil um, or coconut lotion, whatever it is. Um, you know, whatever guava, whatever scents you want to use. Um, so everything about it is very healing. It's very therapeutic. Um, so massage would be my number one. So I, I speak from experience on that. Um, I had tried to be a teacher for a little bit. Um, it was just a community teaching class. So like it was going to be a six week course. Nobody signed up for it. But um, since my other field is history, it was going to be a, a local history class. Um, and that I could do because it's small scale and it's people who really want to be there. But I don't know that I would ever be able to be like a teacher teacher in like a college setting or high school or whatever, because one, I think, um, and not to try to persuade you to not become a teacher, but um, I just think that um, it would it would at times get tricky and I, I don't even really know how to explain it, but um, I would have to have like total freedom. And that's why I was going to do the community class, because I am not one of those teachers who abides by, um, like, certain schools' standards. Or, you know, if a student were to ask a question, why did the Civil War happen, the United States Civil War, I'm not going to give them a whitewashed answer. I'm going to give them um, a whole bunch of answers that are true. Um, you know, there's, you know, why did it happen and 
how did the North win? You know, there's a lot of answers that go into a question like that. So we would literally discuss that the entire class period. Um, you know, I'm not giving a whitewashed, here's your multiple choice quiz of what year did this happen? That's not how I teach things. Um, I go into the background of very specific things if I were to teach. So I would have to have complete freedom. <clears throat> and when I was in college, my teacher was like that. My teacher, my favorite history teacher, when I was getting my, my bachelor's, um, growing up, I had always gone to public schools or community schools. But then when I got my bachelor, I went to a private Phi Beta Kappa University, or it was a private college, wasn't a university. But um, it was Phi Beta Kappa, um, which is like a really high ranking um, like accreditation type thing. And the teachers were from like Yale and Harvard and everything. And, you know, Duke, whatever, Stanford. And you're really learning from like experts who are like dedicated to what they're teaching. And my, my favorite professor, I loved it because one of the first things, or at least one of the things that stands out the most to me was he said something along the lines of, and I'm not quoting him, but something along the lines of, um, so the, I think it was like the Texas school textbook makers, the publishers of all of the, the major like, um, high school history textbooks, he said, and this was about 10 years ago, he said that they had come up with sort of like, I guess a concept, a rule, a policy, I don't know what you want to call it, that they were going to try and kind of keep Thomas Jefferson out of going into as much detail about him as they could. So they're trying to kind of, I don't know if you want to say whitewash Thomas Jefferson. Again, I'm not quoting him, but um, they basically were trying to stay away from Thomas Jefferson. And so my professor was like, he said, and since they are doing that, he's like, it is now my duty to talk about Thomas Jefferson as much as possible. And so that's what he did. And then I ended up actually writing about Thomas Jefferson in my paper when I wrote about the break from Calvinism and the Second Great Awakening and the, the lead up to emancipation um, and how religious movements, um, different religious organizations played a big role in that. Um, and a big part of that was the break from Calvinism for a lot of churches. Not that Calvinism is bad. It just happened to, to kind of play a role in like this sort of liberation type of ideology. Um, but I just love that he did that. And so if I was ever a teacher, that's how I would be. I would be like, let's talk about the rifled musket and the role of the rifled musket and the, the winning of the, the North in the U.S. Civil War because the rifled musket shot three times farther. And if you can shoot three times farther, you're going to get your enemy quicker. You know, I would, you know, that's the type of thing I would talk about. But um, anyway, back to my point, um, jobs that might not be great for people with complex PTSD um, I would say anything that obviously you're, if you're not happy in the job, I think a lot of times when you have a lot of anxiety and trauma, if you can find a job that you love, that is huge. So whenever I was a caterer, I loved that job. It didn't pay me enough to you know pay my bills that I have now, but it was just so much fun and the people were fun. Um, and you got free food, you know, um, it was it was just a blast. Um, and then when I was a server, 
I like doing that too. Serving was all right. Um, it's not something I'd want to do forever. I actually like hosting more than serving. I used to be a host too in a restaurant. Um, and actually when I worked at Red Lobster, I worked what was called an alley coordinator. That was, I had a lot of fun, but I'm also a worker bee. I'm not an owner type person and I like being a worker bee. Um, so like when I was an alley coordinator, that was high intensity worker bee work. So I basically was assisting the servers. I was doing all of what would be considered their side job. So like I'd be stocking the ice, stocking the, the soda, um, stocking, making the tea, running their food out for them, filling up the condiments, the salad dressings, all that stuff. I like doing that. I like being a worker bee. Um, you know, it just depends on, I would just say go for whatever it is that you love doing. Um, because I think that when you have depression, hardcore depression, that's usually a symptom of complex PTSD, you don't want to be in an environment where it's lethargic. Sometimes my history job feels that way. Um, I'll notice myself sometimes twiddling my thumbs. And my massage job, I'm actually much happier at. I just physically can't do it as much. And so, you know, I don't like being um, bored or having downtime. Sometimes with the assisting that I've been doing at the spa, with the, like, cleaning and laundry that I picked up extra hours... Sometimes there's downtime and it's so depressing. Like it's, I really try to get my mind on other things or find something to do. Like I'll, I'll do just about anything, but, um, I'm trying to think of a few other jobs that would work well if you do have complex PTSD. Um, like if you have a desire to go into therapy, I could see that being good for a lot of people. Um, I've actually known quite a few therapists who did come from trauma, and they really love helping other people. Um, I think working in a hospital would be another good job. So if you're like a nurse um, or, you know, you do some aspect of just like helping elderly people or just helping people in some way. Um, I used to do that as well. I was a, a home aide for an elderly man. And I basically just sat with him for, I don't remember now if it was 12 hours a day or 8 hours a day. But I would just sit with him so his wife could rest because he had a lot of anxiety and he couldn't be left alone. Um, He was paralyzed from the waist down. And I did that when I was 19 or 20. And I really liked it because we just sat there and chatted all day. And we watched TV together and I'd bring him his meal and everything. And sometimes I'd even sleep over because there was another bed in his bedroom. And so I would just stay there and, you know, sometimes just sleep over um, if they needed like, you know, a, a night shift or whatever. And if he was asleep, then I would just go to sleep. So, um, you know, that's another one. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about this. I've gone over my time by about five minutes here. But I just wanted to talk about this episode because, again, it is more recent, but it's really important. So if you notice yourself really struggling, if you do have a job where you feel like you're just not catch catching on or you're very flustered. Um, and like I said, things change a lot. I always try to tell people like you're not incompetent. It's just like our brains 
just operate differently. Um, you know, and that's just maybe just not the type of job for you. And I would just look into, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't do like administration or HR. I wouldn't do anything like that. Um, like I said before, that um, whenever I applied for the state job, I've taken that state test like three times and I always get a B on it. And I eventually said to myself, Ben, this isn't what you're meant to be doing. So that's why you're getting a B on it because they won't hire you unless you get an A. Um, and it's basically a, a type of test where the questions straight up don't make sense to me. And, um, and I just kept thinking, this isn't the type of job field I should be in. This is too administrative. This is too, um, it's almost like you got to be a good test taker. And I'm really not with certain fields. So, um, I just wanted to share a little bit about this episode. And again, I'm going to go ahead and put, um, eight and nine on this episode title because I forgot to put the eight in the last one. So this is the complex PTSD guy signing off.